some thunder and hopefully well <laughs> the thunder comes after lightning so um you can't take one without the other but the storm is kind of looming over not directly but it's getting closer by the way it sounds and um i used to be very much in fear of the lightning and thunder when i came down and yes of course still i respect the lightning and i try to get out of it or anywhere near it when it starts to drop, but I'm not as overwhelmingly fearful as I used to be. And um, anybody who knows me knows how terribly afraid I was, you know, when lightning or a really bad rainstorm would come. And I had two experiences where I almost got hit. Well, actually, I was on a bus stop that got hit, and I was under the actual bus stop structure. So it still kind of knocked me over like 10 feet and knocked me down. But um, that was traumatic for me. And another time uh, before I was in a home, an actual house, I was in an apartment that I was renting when I first moved down. And I'm laying in the bed and I had to work the night shift at the jail. This is many years ago. I think this was um, this was the second time back in 2002. And lightning had come through the window, which was cracked only like about maybe six inches open. And it was a quiet it was a storm, a steady storm. It wasn't really crazy, but it was like one of the first lightning strikes that really hit. And you know when you see the main bolt come down and they have all these little tiny splinter bolts that kind of, oh, there we go, there we go. We may not even stay out here too long now. <laughs> like I said, I still have a healthy respect, and I'm on the sun porch right now. And um, it's open. I mean, it's just, you know, screened in on two sides, and the other two sides are the sliding doors to go back inside. So... We're gonna move this in a little while. I'm gonna, but I, I just want to capture that effect of 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 the storm and and nature and the animals in the back. And this is not nighttime. This is about maybe two thirty in the afternoon. And um, I kind of fell asleep last night. I was gonna do another little nocturnal interlude, cycle babble, you know, random thoughts type thing. I kind of like that. It makes me sleep deeper because I do, you know, make sure to get my porch time in. Um, to kind of disconnect and unwind from driving the bus and all the spirits that have attached themselves to me. So that being said, the sky's getting darker, and um, I was kind of reminiscing. And why I was reminiscing is because I ran across a song earlier by Shaka Khan named Clouds. Like, you know, rain clouds, but clouds. I don't know how many people remember that. Um, it wasn't a really big hit. It wasn't a flop. I just think that's one of her more overlooked songs that she made and it just has so much emotion maybe it's a thing that because it means so much to me personally but um wow it just got like a surge of brightness out here i'm gonna um not a lightning flash but it just got really intense without the sun coming out but try listening to that song and and listen to it like as a rainstorm is about to come that's the like really best time to play it and i have an opportunity to um do that down here more so uh, in Central Florida, this being the lightning capital of America, um, there's lightning really bad all through Florida and the, and down to the south. 
you know, really bad strikes, but Central Florida has more consistent strikes, you know, and very intense strikes when the storm comes. And it's funny because these storms usually will drop for 30 minutes, 45 minutes, two hours sometime, really intense in different areas, and then disappear. And the sun comes up and it's like, wait a second, did it ever happen? And when the sun comes out, it dries up all the water. So sometimes you can, if you sleep in the afternoon, like if you work at night or something, just happen to uh, sleep all afternoon, you might wake up and think, is it storming? And then wake up and go outside and not, and not see any water at all. And say, eh, maybe I was dreaming. But um, when storms come, to me, it's like a cleansing. And, you know, I always look deeper on a philosophical level, but I don't want to reach too deep. But these are just random thoughts, just the same since it's getting windy out here and it's just beautiful you know it's like a cleansing and you got to understand that even when our bodies are like really toxic that sometimes our stomachs will get upset because it's crying out to be cleansed and so you'll find yourself running to the restroom so much because so much toxins have built up so imagine in life when you go through storms you go through personal storms and nobody likes it because lots of times we feel as though we're out of control. But that's the divine way of really cleansing out your life. You know, we have disrupt disruptions with people we thought were our friends or we go through really bad breakups or, or, or we lose a job. Those are storms. And sometimes, and I feel most of the times when you go through a storm, it's really only clearing your way for something bigger and better. It's growing pains. You know, um, I mean, imagine a life with no storms. Uh, imagine your life. Oh, think back on your life, right? Every time, for me, every time I made a massive gain or rise in status, it was always after a storm. It was always after what I thought was a really bad time or uncomfortable time or a time that I was taken out of my comfort zone. You know, so look at it that way. You know, so when the storms come, hey, we don't want it to last too long, but understand that there's something behind it. Understand that when you are going through that pain, that there are new realities coming, better realities coming. And the word that I like to use is an upgrade. Upgrades are coming behind the storm. And I embrace the storms. I, I, I try to figure out what it is that is trying to be cleansed out when the storm is going on. Because you don't want to build up that same type of uh, substance in your life again to have to go through another storm because you'll keep going through some of the same old storms until you get it right. Because not only when, when it's cleansed out, you know, it's time for a celebration, but you have to figure out what it is so you make sure to maintain that new reality that you have. Because look at it this way, right? I'm saying that a lot, right? <laughs> but I'm just I'm just in heaven right now. I mean, it's it's I'm going to go inside, and the storm might determine that this get cut short, or I just run inside. But um, I'm very light in my spirit now, and I'm not as anxious as I used to be. Uh, even in recent times, I'm not as anxious. I'm going with the flow. There's a wonderful momentum, and there have been minor storms, or for me, realizations. That have helped me to cleanse out toxic entities and and places away from my world. And, and I'm above the clouds right now. So that's another thing you have to think that you are being cleansed. But one day your life is going to be above the clouds so that no, many, no, matter, no matter how many storms 
may have been in your life, you can rise above it to the other side where the sun is shining bright, right? But yeah, we have to know how to maintain and keep those uh, people, places, and things away from us that got us to be in that toxic uh, place in the first place, you know. Um, and I'm not poking fun. I'm just, you know, picking this out because there are people that I've known that, you know, had drug issues. I'm just picking that out um, as an example. But when you finally get over the storm of your addiction, do you go back to the same places that you used to hang out with the other people that have that addiction? No, you don't do that. That's part of your maintenance, right? So when you beat that addiction, do you go and hang out with the very dealers that used to sell drugs to you? No, you don't do that. You stay away from those people and you stay away from those substances and you stay away from those things. Because in the storm, you have lightning strikes. And if you haven't gone through the storm yet, the other people, places and things that are toxic to you and have made you toxic, they are lightning rods for drama. And, and to maintain you in that old way of doing things in which you want to rise above. You know, we look at the, we look at the, you know, caterpillar who goes into the cocoon and comes out as a butterfly. You know, we have to go in our cocoon sometime. And when we come out as a butterfly, those same people who were hanging out with us when we were a caterpillar, they won't even know us. Hey, look at that butterfly, you know, or look at that thing flying around. They don't even know it's you because you're not of them anymore. You you can fly above them now. You're not relegated to that downtrodden place that you used to be in. So even when it's really tough and you're going through a storm, you have to use your mind. You have to have a strong mind and no matter what, even when it seems like there's no reality that's better than what you know, you're going through and you think that that's it and you think you're going to end up on a low note forever, put your mind in a higher place. Even if you have to look at the realities of others, like say, for example, you look at the news or you look now the news, I'm not recommending because the mainstream media is a bunch of propaganda. But what I'm saying is that visualize, look at the programs on TV that, and, and don't associate them with yourself, but just the visuals, like say, for example, the travel channel and just put your mind in another country another place look at a sunset you know um a balloon flying high ab above some mountains somewhere else other than when where you dwell mentally because many of us are living in very toxic situations even when we're in a big city you know we only go certain places we only go at certain times down certain blocks the same way to get to the same job to go to church to go to work whatever house to worship and and if you lift that path up it's only one very small narrow way that we repetitiously visit and this is why we, you know we it's like we have blinders we're putting blinders in on ourselves. break that comfort zone go out of it go somewhere else do something different right that's the only way you're going to keep the pot stirred up and also the other thing i want to say is not just people but it can be places physical places that that when you go to it brings you down every place has a charge just like everybody has their own charge right negative positive or neutral positive is great that's what you want negative you want to run away from neutrality is negativity in my book and you don't want to be around neutral people because they don't have enough drive in their energy to be at least one or the other be negative if you're neutral i'll love you more instead of you being neutral 
and acting neutral because I don't know what you are. At least when you're negative, I know what you are and I know how to get away from you. But I can run right into your uh, 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 embrace with you acting neutral, but deep down, undercover, you're negative. So neutral people, I stay away from also. That's just my personality. That's just the way I am. And I'm going to roll with that. But places, there are places out here that they're full of negativity. And um, you need to avoid it. Not because of what's going on there. Just that if it doesn't feel right, you stay away. When I'm driving, sometimes I'm driving through a place. I'm like, oh, God, this place is depressing. And maybe it's because of something that I experienced before and that place looks like that and it reminds me. But nine times out of ten now with the filters that I have, you know, going through my brain and my heart, I go by feel. There's certain people that I meet that immediately, not judging on them on the way they look or where they come from, the color of their skin, you just don't gravitate toward them. And I'll roll with that. I'm not going to force a situation right now when my third eye is open as much as it is right now. I trust in that. Because nine times out of ten, you will agree with me when in hindsight, when a bad situation happened, you pretty much had a gut feeling. Your third eye, the Holy Spirit, whatever you want to call it. But it comes from within and it guides you. You know, so you have to trust in that. And and, and thank my creator that I made it past the halfway mark of 50. And I say halfway using a 100 as a standard because it's three digits. But it's not really halfway. I'm just saying that, right? But for me, I want to go beyond that. But but more so than that, it's not just a matter of aiming for a certain amount of years on this earth, but you want, want to absorb life. What's the point of sitting around for 100 years of living if you didn't go deep? And even to not go through storms, that's boring because that means you didn't grow. Just because you're a certain age doesn't mean I'm going to give you a... Uh, uh, the honor that or or the expectation that you have wisdom gray hair does not uh, uh equate with wisdom it it might mean you are living your life as a fool and your hair got gray because of the trouble you put yourself through through bad choices that could be it too you know and and if you did those bad choices at least know what they are so you can avoid what they are in the future and pass that information on to the youth and the younger people coming up behind us so they won't make the same mistakes you do that's what I do a lot. I tell people all the time, I did not make the best choices all throughout my life. I made some good ones and I made some ones that were based on foolishness and things that just didn't exist. Because in a sense, this life to me, okay, on this level, it doesn't last forever, right? But it's somewhat of an illusion. And more and more, I'm not taking this particular set of years as serious as I am as the repercussions of what I do in these years for the afterlife. It's really about the afterlife. This is nice and everything, and I'm really getting into it and keep taking care of my body, and I want to have the longest ride as I possibly can, but it's not really about here. And so many people get caught up in holding on to here on this level that they lose their salvation. They, 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 they lose their gain the gain that they were supposed to gain here on this level, they're so focused on the carnal and the worldly that they have nothing when it's time to move on to the next level. Because I do believe that there are things to be gained on this level that you can take with you. And people say, well, you can't take anything with you. And I don't mean it in the conventional sense, like take a car, take your house, take your money, take your spouse. I don't mean that. But 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 the internal 
um, movement, the honing of your spirit, the development that you get from this. Okay, it's like this. Let's, let me use an example. Say I'm training for uh, the Olympics, and the Olympics is held in a different country. Let's just say the Olympics is going to be held um, somewhere in South America, right? And I'm in my gym, the gym that I always go to to train. And I train, I train, I train. I put my body through lots of discipline and torture symbolically because to train for me is a good thing. I like it. I have to start it, but I like it from what I can remember. But you're not going to bring your gym with you when you go down to South America, to that particular country, to compete in the Olympic Games. You leave the gym behind. But what the gym did to you, what you allowed the gym to do to you and what you experienced in that gym comes with you in the form of a body that's in tip-top shape. That's the best way I can explain it. So when you are at that place, now all your other gym members might not be with you in South America at this Olympic game that you've trained your life for, but they'll see the results. And, and everything that's been put into you and you've been through will be evident when you arrive and when you compete. They say this person trained well, they dieted well, they ate good, they did everything right, and that's why they won all these gold medals. Well, I feel the same way about the afterlife, what we go through, when we learn patience, when we learn to be selfless, when we learn to be loving and give more love than you receive and not even expect it back. When you learn to be a servant of those around you, even when they scorn you and say bad things to you, that you put good things that everybody can use out into the universe. To me, I'm at that point. That's where I'm at right now. I'm not even worried about or concerned all the way about, oh, let me get all this money. Let me get all this money. I find that the older we get, we get so caught up in the carnal. When the, these are the last few moments of the test of that divine test before we move on and we're more worried about the physical things that we're not going to take with us. What about what we learn from this divine test and all the, all the storms that we've been through to get us ready for that test? Unless you face yourself, it doesn't matter what you did, but unless you face yourself in this life and the, thing, the things you've done the things that have happened to you, the things that you've got to come to terms with, unless you face those things, the point of transition will be very painful if you have swept your lessons under the rug. But if you face them, trust me, it'll be just like being born again. <laughs>
Thank you.